I should also probably mention that my name's not technically Sean. What? What is it? It's Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi? Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. Shang. 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 S-H-A-N-G. Shang. Shang? Yeah. Welcome back, Popheads. How is everyone doing? Welcome to the TomCast Podcast, issue 180. My name is Tom, spoiler alert, and I'm coming to you today from a special uh, arrow closet at Talao. You're welcome. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent pop culture podcast. Please make sure you're following us on social media. We're at TomCast Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. And please, make sure you're liking, subscribing, sharing the show with all your friends. And the best and easiest way to support the show, five-star reviews. They are so insanely helpful for defeating the tyranny of the dark-dwelling algorithm that lingers over all of us. So yeah, you probably saw it in your feed already, and you wondered yourself, oh my god, he, he did it. That crazy son of a bitch actually went out and did it. I am, of course, referring to going to a movie theater. And yes, I did. Yes, I did. I hope, I hope everyone's as proud of me as I am of myself. Uh, I ventured out into the world, into this icky, germ-filled world we now find ourselves infested in. And I sat in the movie theater with not one, but two masks on my face. And if I had the option for specialty goggles, I would have done that as well. Unfortunately, I could not find those in the required, requisite amount of time that I had available to me. And that allotted amount of time I had available to me. So yeah, I ventured out to the theaters. You know, more people than I would have preferred in there. But I, I, I found a spot to sit. A nice little bubble around me. No one in front of me. No one behind me. No one beside me. So I, I don't think I can get much better than that situation. Uh, and then I sat there and I proceeded to watch Shang-Chi. I hope I said it right. Or Simu Lu is going to come after me. And I'm okay if he does. He can, he can chase me down and do the, do the whoop ass on me. It's okay. So we are going to talk about the film today. We're going to also talk about the latest episode of Marvel's What If, if issue episode five, excuse me, of that just dropped today as well. So it's a very Marvel-centric podcast. I hope you don't mind how much Marvel stuff we've been doing. I I really sat down and thought about it. I was look, looking through the feed the other day for for the podcast. Man, we talk about a lot of Marvel stuff. <laughs> but you're going to get a little break after after we do the the Shang Chi review. Uh, because we got we got at least four weeks worth of content, Marvel free while I am uh, uh, away on my holiday, as they call it in other countries, and uh, yeah, that should hopefully allow everyone to reset, refresh, rejuvenate, and again, I understand like there's a good possibility because we are going to get into spoilers for the film that maybe not a lot of people are going to check this episode out right away, 
But please, by all means, save it, download it. Please download it. And then come back and listen to it after you've watched the film so that you can hear us talk about the good time that ensues after you see it. Uh, because I'm not going to lie, I have a very favorable review of this movie, and I'm pretty sure that my guests will have a very favorable review of this movie as well. And if I were to hazard another guess, I think both he, both he and I really liked the t- today's episode of What If. So <laughs> get ready. It's, it's another Marvel love fest. You know, I keep kind of, I shouldn't say, I shouldn't say I keep waiting, but I, I always wonder like, oh, will this be, will this be the Marvel movie that I, I'm not as impressed by? And uh, well, if that movie's coming, it's uh, not the one I saw today. So that's, uh, that's good and exciting. I'm glad that Marvel's keeping it fresh and they're doing their thing. And, and yeah, I don't know. I'm just really curious. I mean, how many, you know, the movie broke all kinds of records over the Labor Day weekend, the long four-day weekend. Um, I'm curious how many of you all ventured out. A lot of my coworkers I know ventured out, but they are not as, um, well, I don't want, you know, I don't not to disparage them, but they are not as, uh, I'm highly cautious. <laughs> I think you all know that about me by now. They're a little bit more ready to go out into the world and, and uh, you know, just live life. I'm the one who's like, eh, do, I, do I have to live my life now? I can, I can wait. I can wait to live my life. <laughs> But no, I finally made the effort. Marvel, you know, we had a good feeling Marvel was going to be the one to push me out the door, and they were. And yeah, but so let me go ahead and, uh, as my dog's being the bark in the background, let's go ahead and read the, the vital statistics for this, this movie, for, for Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings, directed by Destin Daniel Cretton, with a screenplay by David Callaham, Destin Daniel Cretton, uh, Andrew Lanham. Uh, and then they're, they're giving some credits to the Marvel creators, Steve Englehart and Jim Starlin, too. But I don't know Marvel from what we've heard in the past. They're not getting a lot of money on on that. But uh, let's let's also name our principal cast here. Simu Liu is Sean slash Shang-Chi. Aquafina is Katie. Tony Leung is Wen Wu. Minghang Zhen is Zhe Ling. Fala Chen is Lee. Michelle Yeoh as Ying Nan. And that's pretty much our principal cast. We get we get Florian uh, Matneu as Razor Fist, Andy Lee as Death Dealer, and uh, and uh, various other amazing people in this in this film. So let's go ahead get into the episode proper. But of course, you must thank the official members of Pophead Nation first. For without them, there is no show. You can head over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join the nation, become an official member of Pophead Nation, gain access to the bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspinel Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Jeff, co-host of The Ring and Ear, a music podcast that I recommend highly. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squid Master General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pride Brewing Company, right here in San Diego. And of course... The Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. I should also mention, before we get started here, that you will probably be hearing a general kind of uh, hiss in the background behind me, and that is because, uh, unfortunately, it is so hot in the podcast studios today that the air conditioner had to be turned on. Uh, so you will I hopefully not hear it as much as we t- are talking, and I feel like whenever we're talking, it doesn't really present itself as clearly. Uh, so, yeah, the air conditioner's on. I am sorry, but let's start the show. You know what comes next. All right, you know what's coming next. We're going to get into the show. That requires you to do a couple little things. you got to sit down, buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Let's go. You change your name from Shang to Sean? Yeah, I don't. 
I wonder yeah. how. I wonder how your father found okay. you. I was 15 years old. All right. What is what is your name change logic? You going into hiding okay. and your name is Michael. You want to change it to Michael? That's that's not what happened. It's, you, it's like, hi, my name's Gina. I'm gonna go into hiding. My new name's Gina. All right, he's back. Once again, joining me via the power of the internet, our good friend, our frequent collaborator, Reagan from the Come On Is So Good podcast. How are you doing today, buddy boy? Good, good. Oh, greetings, program. <laughs> I liked the fancy one from last time. I, I did, too. I, I'm, I'm really glad you went back to it. I was thinking, you know, because you, you, you've been coming on the show so much lately uh, that we might have to, like, smash our names together and come up with, with one of those cute couple names for ourselves. Oh, uh. I don't know what it would be though. I, I that's not my my area of expertise. Yeah. We'll let the fans pick. Yeah, we'll do like a fan <laughs> poll on Twitter or something like that yeah. to come up with our couple name. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, as usual, my friend, you are stepping up to the plate because uh, another insane amount of of marvelness has uh, fallen upon our our eyes and ears and are, are, are in, right into the mouth a little bit like just drip 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 and it's it's a tasty tasty morsels this week and and i say yeah you use tasty morsels specifically to refer to this episode of what if that dropped today episode five the marvel zombies are here oh and thank god where have they been all my life <laughs> it by i it, as much as i loved episode two this one might be my favorite this is definitely my favorite episode <laughs> There is it, so much good all stuff. my favorite heroes and zombies. You know, I had sort of wondered. I, mean, I knew the zombies were coming. They they had announced it uh, like late last week or early this week that that was that was this episode coming up, and I you know I was like, oh, yeah, I was really excited. But then I was kind of wondering, how are they going to do that? Because you know, obviously every episode so far has been kind of wrapped in the cloak of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So it's like, oh, mm -hmm. so what's going to be the spark that that gets this all going? <laughs> and and much like our episode from last week. They fucking hate Hank Pym. That guy's just yeah. causing problems in the multiverse. <laughs> I mean, he did it for love this time. <laughs> well, I yeah. guess he did the last time. So, as too. I say, last week he argued it was for love too. <laughs> was vengeance. Plugging Avengers vengeance. left and right. But yeah, I thought this episode was a great mix. I mean, again, it's an animated series. I understand. Like the horror elements are tad light, but it, it mixed that and some comedy and, and the general feel of the MCU insanely well. I loved. When they are going down the uh, when the Avengers are coming down the Quinjet ramp, and you just hear see like Cap slap his neck, and you find out it's, it's tiny, tiny Hank Pym on his neck yeah, biting him, biting him. <laughs> just I, I was like, oh, I get the tone now. I know what we're going for. I'm all in. How so? These zombies are obviously still smart. <laughs> yeah, they can use their powers. Yeah, that's the point of the Marvel zombies. Okay, I didn't, I, was, I haven't read the the Marvel zombies. I read a little bit of Blackest Night. Is that the DC That's one? That's the DC one, yeah. Yeah, I, I read a few issues of that and liked it and then fell off because that's what I do with comics. <laughs> How dare you? I read some of it. You should just be impressed. I read. I went to a store and bought those comics. I feel like we should have you in this podcast doing like homework assignments. Like you, the way you give your brothers homework assignments. <laughs> I don't have time to read comics. Well, and that's okay because I don't have time to send you comics to read, so <laughs> you win. That'd get expensive <laughs> and annoying because yeah. like, you just I have mean, them all behind you. They piled up behind you because you, <laughs> you can get them through Libby. It's just I don't want to read a comic book on my phone. So I just have to get it on my pad and read it that way. Yeah. If 
and I need to stop being lazy. <laughs> one day, one day, I have a bunch of them saved. I'll get to them. There, I think, if my memory serves, there are several different iterations of the Marvel universe, Marvel zombies across their their various multiverses. Uh, but mo- almost okay. all of them have spun out of like some virus that's gone horribly wrong. I think the first iteration was was from um, the Fantastic Four back in the Ultimate Universe, where it was hopping different realities, uh, and I forget why. But then they came across one where a Reed Richards was looking for some kind of super vi- was trying to cure a super virus and ended up creating super zombies instead. And the, then they started infecting the multiverse because they had access to all the Fantastic Four's technology. Oh, that's how. When this one started, I really thought because they were talking about Bruce Banner, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be the the gamma radiation mm-hmm. was going to turn him into instead of the Hulk, it would turn him into a zombie. Yeah, and he'd start the outbreak that way. And I guess they'll be strong, but I'm glad they didn't do that because Zombie Hulk would be unbeatable. Oh my god! You know it's so funny. You just you just jarred a, you you shook something a little nugget loose from my brain <laughs> when you said that. Because there was a, I, I want to say it was in the 90s, but it might have been the early 2000s. Uh, Marvel decided they were going to do like a serious version of like the Marvel Universe for comic books. Mm-hmm. And, and basically all their superheroes are dead of radiation poisoning. <laughs> because that's how <laughs> everyone in the MCU got their powers. <laughs> Radioactive spider kills yeah, Peter Parker. Everyone has a cancer. It's a real fucking bummer. It's just, it's like, don't, I, I don't remember the name of the book, thank God, because I don't that read it. That sounds like a huge downer. It was a huge downer. I just was like, no, no, I don't read this for reality. Yeah, <laughs> it's an escape, people. But yeah, it's I mean, an escape. Yeah, you know, Peter Parker, the Hulk, I mean, so many, uh, 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 Matt Murdock, you know, got his powers through the Vata chemicals, like a Ninja Turtle one might have. Mm. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was, it was a real bummer. But yeah, I mean, this time we get, we get Marvel Cinematic Fun, Zombified. And I loved it. And then you have a great plot with the Vision, and keeping oh. like a reverse of the of Wandavision almost, where he's trying to keep her alive and she's all zombified, and she's the Baba Yaga he, basically, feeding the Black Panther to her. I know it's horrible. I mean, that guy is probably he's probably pretty lean and tasty. It's horrible. <laughs> I, mean, like, I was like, why would you why would you let Bucky Bucky walk back there? You'd be like, oh, there's nothing back there. It's all zombies. Right, so I, I guess I'm, I, you know I'm jumping all over the place. So I guess we'll, we'll, we'll kind of pick up where the sh- where the show starts, which is uh, the the beginning of Infinity War, basically when when Banner is on his way being sent back to Earth and he's crashing into into Doctor Strange's house, and it, to announce the presence, you know, the Thanos is coming, Thanos is coming, except no one's around because they've all been, as we shortly find out, zombified. Yeah, and so that that's kind of the ear, the timeline, the, the the centerpiece of the MCU. So we know what characters we're kind of dealing with. And, and then we see how it happens because Peter Parker and a group of other survivors are, are uh, they have a really well constructed base tied up between buildings. I thought that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, who else uh, is in the group? The orientation video Hilarious. was incredible. Uh, That's so on brand for Spider Man. Yeah, it's, I love Spider Man so much. <laughs> you know, I was I was a little surprised that 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 like Tom Holland was the one person who who wasn't available to come back for this episode. But they got everybody He's- else. He was probably shooting a Spider-Man. I know. You just like have him, I mean, with all the, with the, the all the ADR technology at your fingertips nowadays, just sit well, down for five minutes. I mean, he's he's a busy kid. Ike, he's a busy kid. He's probably doing uh, uh 
I say kid. He's like twenty-seven. I know. Now, he's, sure. he's probably doing ADR for for uh, Uncharted right now. He's he's tied up. Yeah, yeah, that's right. He's got Uncharted. He just did that Netflix movie. I guess that's like two years ago now. I, was gonna say, I think the Netflix movie's a little old. <laughs> it's look, man. I got pandemic brain. It's all together. It came out during the pandemic or right before it. I think. I really like the group of survivors that we had though, because obviously we ha- we have Banner, whose Hulk won't come out because of, you know, like the movie. Yeah. Uh, who else have we got? We got we got those. We got Winter Soldier. Happy Hogan. Happy Hogan with his with his uh, with Tony's <laughs> the Iron glove Man from, with the Iron uh, Hand Civil War <laughs> from Civil War. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, we got Agent Carter, the 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 blonde Agent Carter, not yeah, Agent Carter. And who else is? It? We got um, Hope. Yeah, Hope Van Dyne, and um, I'm blanking on her name. Michonne. Mich- I know. It's, I, it's I, not Michonne. I, I was know. trying to think of her name in the movie, not, not her Walking I, Dead character. <laughs> you knew exactly who I was talking about. Okoye. Okoye. Thank you for checking on that. My goodness. <laughs> yeah. I always blank on her name as well, and I love that actress so much. And, and, and uh, what's his name? David Dasmalchen's character from Ant-Man. Is right, also in the right. Group. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man, because he's talking about the Baba Yaga. And that yeah. cracked me up when he started doing that again. Well, when he was doing that, I was like, isn't that what they call John Wick? <laughs> yeah, but Ant Man did it first. <laughs> Actually, there's a Hellboy comic with Baba Yaga from like 20 years ago. So, Hellboy hunts it, or does he fall in love with it? No, he hunts. What do you think? It's Hellboy. Well, he might hunt it and then fall in love with he it. He shot in the face and went home and ate pancakes because that's what Hellboy does. And he drank Tecate. <laughs> but that's our group of survivors. They encounter a signal. They're trying to figure out how to cure this virus thing, and they're going to go to the what is it? The old Fort Lee, Fort Lehigh, right? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, capsule New bit, Jersey. base in Jersey. All right, so let me ask you a question. They get to Jersey, the big train sequence, all this great action stuff. And I know we're skipping all over the place a lot. But the, yeah. uh, Hope gets gets a cut. And Hope's kind of kicking a lot of ass in this. She's, just, she's like the team leader in this episode. Yeah, yeah. She gets a, a lot of moments to shine in this episode. Yeah, really, really strong stuff for, for that character that we haven't seen yet uh, in the in the cinemas. But maybe soon, maybe being teased of, of that character's yeah. potential, which is kind of exciting. Uh, but she makes the big sacrifice play, you know, upsizes, takes the, the, the survivors to the base so they can figure out what the heck's going on. And <laughs> so they make a big deal about them being in Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. And all the all the all the zombies are climbing up her up up her up her body to her face, and they're they're making the moves to punch the the visors and get to like the flesh. Yeah. Did that zombie that that punched through look like Kevin Smith to you? I have to rewatch it. I was <laughs> like, this zombie has to be somebody from the universe. But now you said Kevin Smith. I really hope so. <laughs> it kind of had a Kevin Smith esque look to him. It did. Not. <laughs> I, I have to go back and rewatch and it again. We had a lot of Jersey jokes in there, so why not have like the unofficial yeah. king of New Jersey? I mean, yeah, I believe he's the official king of New Jersey. Right? I, like, who else would it be? I, Zach Braff, John Bon Jovi. All right, that was a good call. <laughs> Kevin's big, but come on, Bon Jovi's been doing yeah, it a lot right, longer. You, you, you trumped it. You got it. Well, I mean, actually, hold on. I take it back. Oh, take it back. Hold on. I got to. I got to go back uh, a little further in my roots. It's probably Springsteen, right? <laughs> all right. I mean, okay. I I would relate more to Bon Jovi. I relate more to Bon Jovi too. That's just when I grew up. If they had I understand rival, a lot of people love the boss. If they had rival kingdoms, you know, I'm going to Bon Jovi's because I've heard that he gives love a bad name, and I, I, <laughs> that resonates more with me. <laughs> it's your life, so. <laughs> it's now or never. 
<laughs> Not in the zombie apocalypse, though. Yeah, you'll be wanted. <laughs> Dead or alive. Yeah. Richie Sambora not welcome, though, in the kingdom right now. He's gotten into <laughs> Do they have trouble. beef? Oh, yeah, they got or, beef right now. Or, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not up to date on my Bon Jovi beef. <laughs> I guess you didn't go to the last world tour. Thanks, Reagan. Way to support the show. <laughs> no, the last concert I saw was Counting Crows and uh, Matchbox 20, and it was incredible. And if you know me, you know that's right in my wheelhouse. Oh, my God. The only thing you're missing is the Gin Blossoms. Uh, Gin Blossoms did come to Maryland with (laughs) Sugar Ray and Smash Mouth. And I was really trying to get up some interest to go to the fairgrounds and watch them play. And no one wanted to go, surprisingly. Mm. Also, you know, it's a pandemic. Do you want to get, you know, the virus from a Smash Mouth concert? And moving on. <laughs> what, what, what are there, were there any other elements of this episode you want to talk about? I, I thought it was really cool. We saw a lot. The survivors get windled down. They're dying. There's a lot of death in this episode. It's really dark. It's a, this. Yeah. This is like the darkest timeline, quote unquote, if we can. I was really glad that Peter didn't have to kill Happy. That's really. I thought that was going to happen at some point. Yeah, that they were going to make Peter murder or you know. Mercy kill happy. Oh my god, the way the hope has to kill Sharon though. Good lord. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I mean, I guess Cap doesn't die. His zombie usefulness is way lower now. Way lower now. He's just crawling a lot. Yeah. No legs. If he could still use that shield, and for some reason everyone just shoots right at the shield all the time. <laughs> um yeah, I don't you know, I don't know it's what if. We don't need to go into like the, the resolution of the episode. It's just a fun time. And, it, you know, like all the other shows, eh, well, except for last week's maybe, they all end pretty uh, positive, you know, hopeful, right? I think last oh, week's Doctor Strange. that way. This one? This one does not. No, they go to Wakanda. Oh, well, yeah, but Thanos, <laughs> Zombie Thanos is there. You're right. Zombie Thanos. Thanos is there with four of the five stones already. Yeah, and he's a zombie, game so. It, he's a zombie. It is game over. <laughs> you got to believe. <laughs> so maybe that's two I mean, episodes in a row where it's ended a little dark. But there's Maybe still that hopefulness. With the Mind Stone first. This one has hopefulness in in the characters at least. They don't know that Thanos is there, all zombified with the stones. They, you know, B- Banner never really talked to them about Thanos. He, he was overwhelmed with other issues. Yeah. You know, Doctor when, Strange's stuff last week was way more depressing. Yeah. Well, when they're coming up, they're like, "We're 20 minutes outside of Wakanda." I was like, "Oh no, they're gonna come up, and that shield's gonna be ripped down, and it's just gonna be a sea of zombies in Wakanda." <laughs> And there's going to be no safe landing. And it's like, that's going to be such a bummer. And then they upped it. We're like, no, but Thanos is here. I, I really liked that part of the episode. I thought it was really well done. The way, you know, you bring Hulk in at the beginning of, of Infinity War. You have Ebony Maw come down and quickly get zombified by, by zombie uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then, but then that's kind of like you kind of forget about them as you move into like the the story for the episode, and then it's like at the, at the end, Thanos in New, New York all zombified, but with the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough heroes to fight Thanos at this point. <laughs> I mean, it, it just goes to tell you, like, there's no survive. The, the zombie apocalypse is all. Man, it's I, it's Thanos, insurmountable. I mean, Thanos can snap at this point. Like, just give him a thing, and he'll snap and fix it. Will zombie Thanos snap still? Will Zamb- zombie Thanos just turn everyone into like a steak to eat? He might do that, but to, like most most of the zombies still think. And can use their powers. 
does zombie Thanos have the drive to get rid of half the people still? Yeah, that I mean that's that's that is the the uh, the dilemma for the sequel, if you will. Yeah. Uh, see, I, I always want the second episode of I these know. things. Yeah, I know you do. I'll be honest with this one. I wouldn't mind seeing a sequel because they, they kind of left you a little bit on the table there with that with that final shot of Thanos. Yeah, <laughs> they just wanted to show Thanos with the glove zombified because it's a really cool fucking shot. It is a really cool fucking uh, shot. We we didn't talk about Scott Lang being all Futurama. <laughs> He's the head in the jar. Head in the jar. Yeah, I mean, we didn't talk too much about about we we said a little bit about the Vision kind of going bonkers to save Wanda, but I mean, he's like generally like he's basically a mad scientist at that point, experimenting on everybody. Yeah, and you know, Scott's that, head was part of the process. I didn't think Scarlet Witch was going to be back there. I thought we were going to see other heroes we hadn't seen, like Chopped Up, and, like uh, Alien Covenant. When you go see David's been just performing experiments on aliens and things. I was a little surprised we got to see T'Challa with like a bloody stumpy leg. Yeah. I was a little surprised they went that far. You know, the the one thing you can say about the show as a knock is like it's it's you know it's gonna be kind of tame as far as those visuals go. Yeah. And I, I just thought he was doing something much darker back there. Well, it's interesting to think too, you know, to extrapolate it a little bit further out. I mean, you know, we haven't seen uh, the first samplings of the the horror version of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. You know, Blade and Ghost Runner, Ghost Rider, and all these characters are like supposedly coming, they're supposedly in the works. Uh, I'm really curious. Ghost what... Rider's getting a new movie, or is he just going to show up? He'll somewhere? probably. I'm I'm assuming he'll be part of like the that line as they get into like the Midnight Suns and stuff like that. You know, we'll Cage get... will ride again. Cage like Luke Cage. Like Nicholas Cage will oh, ride no, again. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'd I, love it if they brought Luke Cage back. Well, I mean, they were doing they were doing that Ghost Rider show in Hulu, and they scrapped Marvel. Was like, no, 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 we're shutting that down. We, we got plans for Ghost Rider. Well, they, you know, they had a Ghost Rider on Shield. They did, but it, once again, that's not canon. But no was, matter what Greg Clark says, but was better than uh, Nicholas Cage. So there you go. <laughs> At least I liked it. There. I like, I, I, I'm a, I like the Robbie Ray as Ghost Rider. He's he's one of my one of my likes. It wasn't one of my favorite seasons of Shield, it's but back back then it was really hit or miss. Right, but what if they tie what if they tie the WandaVision's getting the Book of the Darkhold into that season of the show? Would you like it more then to make because then they would yes. canonize it? <laughs> yes. Then it's that officially canon. All right. One I, thing I wanted them to do mm-hmm. was have villains teaming up with the heroes to fight the zombies. There's just not enough know, villains in the There's MCU not enough anymore. left alive. Yeah, that's the real problem. There's just there there aren't too many sitting around in a jail cell. I thought that would have been cool, but then I started thinking about it. I was like, everyone's dead that you'd want them to team up with. The best villains are dead, other than Loki. And, I mean, there was no reason for him to. They be just did yet. that. Yeah. Well, in this timeline, he's dead. Yeah, he would have gotten his uh, choked out by Thanos. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess Thor's alive. Still going to meet the Guardians, maybe? I mean, I'm assuming they all got their butts whipped. Uh, that's why he has four of the five stones. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't yeah. look good. Because well, they, they good. go to nowhere. Like, they pick Thor up, and then they go to nowhere. Yeah. Yeah, so that hasn't happened yet, but they still pick Thor up. Right, but the, yeah. I mean, if uh, they got this, if Thanos has the stone from the Collector, then he probably beat the crap out of them. Well, he did in the Infinity War. Right, we, okay, we don't need to. Do like, that we've this. all seen that movie a hundred times. It's, a, it's awesome. Slippery slope, my friend. 
<laughs> let's let's change gears. Let's get to the Marvel Cinematic Universe here. All right. We did the th- we did the thing, the thing that we weren't sure we were going to do, but we did the thing. We went to a movie theater. We sat there we with did. with the people. Unfortunately, the people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how was I'm I'm curious before you even talk about the movie. How was your experience in the cinema when you saw it? You saw it on the weekend, on a holiday uh, I, weekend. I, I did. I saw it Sunday early afternoon. Mm-hmm. My wife bought tickets, and it was a completely empty theater when we bought tickets. Mm, did it stay so, that way? <laughs> there were only about 20 people in the theater, Oh, which nice. was nice. But the person next to me, and I say next to me, chose to buy a seat that was next to another person. What? Mm. I was the only person in the theater sitting next to someone they did not come with. Did you move? No. I, I have perfect seats. I'm not giving up my seat. <laughs> and that guy fell asleep during the trailers and slept for the first 45 minutes of the movie. Did he breathe all over you too? No, thankfully. Like I, it's I was on the other armrest. Did you get to change? Did you have your wife trade seats with you? Did you propose that idea? No, I moved, <laughs> uh, I moved her away from the man. Oh but God. I was like, you know, just move down one seat, jackass. That's, You're sleeping through the fucking movie anyway. These are people that I don't, I don't want to be around. Mm, it, he had a mask on the whole time, uh, so I mean, I guess that's something. But it's good. it's a positive. What are you doing? Do you think he, do you think he read the screen wrong? Is like, oh, that's where the empty seats are. I don't see how because when you click on the seats, they change colors, yeah. and they'll be like, oh, those seats are also blue. That well, must mean people are sitting. There. He felt he the trailers. just wanted to sit. You know, I get the prime seat, the, the primo seats. So <laughs> clearly, he was but, inebriated. He came from Duclaw. Was housed. Yeah, uh, who knows? But then he just texted for the rest of the movie. Like he didn't even watch it. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, he's a monster. You know, monster. People want to know why the pandemic's still raging. Oh, that's that's no good. I'm sorry you had to do that. I'm, I hope next okay. time. I, you ate an entire bag of popcorn and an entire box of red vines. It was mean, delicious. But that means you didn't have a mask on, Reagan. I did. You fold your mask up and you <laughs> drop food in like an animal. And then you <laughs> around your mask. Yeah, I was gonna say, you, could hook, you could hook the back, the bucket of popcorn up like a feed bag. That's it's always an option. That's what I was doing. I wasn't pulling my mask down. I was putting food through the top of the mask like an animal. <laughs> But you know, you do what you do. To, you got to play the game, man. You got to see Shang Chi. I understand. I, uh, I, I, I'll give you sort of a condensed version. I, I shared it with the with the audience in the opening of the show. Uh, the the more people in the theater than I I wanted there to be. Um, I w- I went to a smaller theater just out of convenience sake, uh, and kind of mm-hmm. hoping that maybe less people would be there, but not not so much. But you know, not it wasn't packed. It wasn't not not jammed up, and I found a little bubble to sit in. I didn't have to pick my seats. So I could kind of survey around me and move oh, okay. accordingly. So no one in front of me, no one behind me, no one to the sides of me. And and uh, I still stayed masked up the entire time because I was like, I don't trust any of you assholes. No, no. I had hand sanitizer going the whole time. Yeah, but, but I mean. I went through a bottle. The, the concession stands were bumping. There was a lot of people munching down on the, yeah. in that theater. That's for sure. Thank God. Not Thank me. God this movie is empty. Oh, and, and like, I think you and I talked about it pr- uh, previously. The uh, – the earliest show I could find was twelve o'clock. There's no no morning shows right now. Maybe yeah. on the weekend, but not during the week. No, I, the earliest I could get at this theater was twelve. Yeah. Okay. But it's also in the theater I went to, which is like fifteen. Mm-hmm. I think it was showing in nine theaters. Wow. Okay. 
and then it was Jungle Cruise, Free Guy, and I, for, I forget the other movie. That, Something else that just came out. That Hugh Jackman thing? Reminiscence or whatever? No, not that. I didn't see anything from that. <laughs> Some other movie was there. All right, well. So yeah. let's talk about the movie proper, though. Um, I'll just dive into it right now. I thought this movie was fucking glorious. This movie's amazing. It's really, really fantastic. It's a lot of fun. It's, it's got style. It's got some flash. It's visually beautiful. The, the fight scenes are incredibly choreographed, and they stay on the actors while they're doing the moves. There's not a lot of like quick cuts and all that. Quick bullshit. cuts and like close-ups. Yeah, none, none of that bullshit. Like you're seeing, whether it's the actors or stunt performers, like you're seeing a person do these things, and it's yeah, and the, wonderful. And it's awesome. It's awesome. The, all the ring fight stuff was very cool. Mm-hmm. I know the rings can basically do anything you can think of, but it works for this movie. Yeah, I mean, that's I guess I guess from a comic book purist perspective, that's kind of like the one thing that I'm like, oh well, they kind of like changed the rings to do whatever they wanted it to do, and they kind of, you know they modified a lot of origins of characters, but it's a really really nice story about uh, like kind of like just a, a fractured family that's kind of twisted because you know the dad's super evil. <laughs> I don't think he's that evil. I don't know, man. They're blowing up governments and stuff like that. I mean, he's a pretty bad oh guy. <laughs> he's pretty bad. He tried to change he's... for his kids. That's nice. Yeah. I appreciate that. But then as soon as his wife's back in the ground, he's all ringed up again. But uh, I didn't feel he was – I guess he was kind of – he didn't misgu- really want world he's domination. He's misguided. Let's put it that yeah. way. If you, want, you know, maybe evil is a strong word. Um, yeah. But – I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I love this movie. I think Simu Liu's fantastic. Aquafina is always great. I love her. The bus scene. You mm-hmm. open. You got to the bus scene super Goosebumps. quick. Goosebumps. Goosebumps in the bus scene when he starts fighting. I think that was. Probably, <laughs> I was so into it. I think that's honestly one of my favorite parts of this movie is that I, the the pacing on it is so it's it's a long movie but it's really quick. You know, like we go from 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 uh, bus in San Francisco to to Macau, Macau. you know, to the compound to uh Talau, all all the things and like you know you get interjected a little bit of stuff in the in the in between to kind of set the stage but the movie moves really fast i don't think it drags it at all even though it's like two plus hours long almost two and a half didn't feel like it no it feels like 20 minutes it's 20 yeah yeah you mean you see uh, uh sean as he's called at the beginning of the movie and his and his friend katie hanging out with friends and staying out a night party and and that's it and then after that it's it's fights on you know, you get the backstory in the beginning, that fight. Yeah, that that's it. It's them parking cars. Or joyriding and Joyriding. Cars? Yeah, it's a little Ferris Bueller, you know? Yeah. Oh Ferris <laughs> Bueller. <Bueller-y. laughs> I but I loved the the friendship or maybe more. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I kept telling my wife, I was like, Oh, they're gonna kiss at the end of this movie and she's like, I don't want him to kiss Aquafina. <laughs> And I was like, "What? She's not good enough for Sean." Wait, why? Now I, I have to know what what what's the reasoning behind that. I, I don't think she thought that she was hot enough for him. That's Nora <laughs> that's from, the only thing I can get. That's Nora from Queens, man. Come on. I know. I told her that she's awesome. <laughs> yeah. oh, I was goodness. like, they they should get together. Like they do it for every other Marvel movie. Why can't they do it for this one? I mean, I liked it that it it's. Sort of, at least at the moment, is a platonic friendship, and it stays that way. It doesn't elevate. Um, I like that part of it because it's, it's a. I think it's a more unique dynamic than you would normally see in a movie. Yeah. 
So I, I like that. I'm, but I'm not clamoring for all these characters to get together like some people are all the time. Like, you I don't, don't want Steve to get with Sharon. I don't. In yeah, the weirdest way. I was, uh, I was. Pull back the curtains a little bit. Let's go back. Let's go back in time. All right. <laughs> Rise of Skywalker's coming out. I was so nauseous with the people uh, who wanted Ray and Kylo to happen. I just was like, I don't. Why do people want care. that to happen? I don't effing care. I, I would have rather had Finn and um, Poe. Oh, get together. <laughs> that like, been, that's the one that made the most sense. <laughs> their chemistry in the first movie is amazing. <laughs> and they do fuckle with it because they're <laughs> cowards. Oh, the Disney overlords. I understand. Uh, what? Uh, I don't know. I, how? I, I We can get spoilery if you want. So, I mean, by all uh, means, don't hold back on anything. Let me let me ask you this question, though. I mean, okay, so we have the the family dynamic. We have... Uh, Wen Wu, who is the father, yeah, uh, we get to, through the flashbacks. We get acquainted with his wife and how they meet. Uh, Lee, I believe, is her name, mm-hmm. and that's a wonderful, yeah. beautiful scene because he's looking for the mystical city. Yeah, that their fight or flirt fighting. Flirt fighting is the, the exact word I thought of too. Gorgeous, was, uh, I, I loved it. Like the, the when they're like spinning, staring at each other. Mm-hmm. I love I loved it so much. Yeah, that that was one of those 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 first moments of the fight choreography. I was like, oh, this is it, you're gonna have like that quick paced, you know, martial arts style that that Marvel fans probably want. But then you're gonna you're gonna get scenes like this where it's uh, the slower, beautiful, well shot, you know, crouching tiger style thing. Yeah, and, and it, it, it looks worked, amazing. It looked phenomenal, and the colors the colors were popping in those scenes. Yeah, yeah, it. This movie looks beautiful, with the uh, the moving forest, mm-hmm. that weird animal thing, like furry pig chicken, whatever they want to call it. <laughs> I have the name of that creature. Do you want me to get the name for you? I, I sure. I'm only uh, Morris. Well, Morris is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a a, a Dijang. It's a creature that represents cosmic confusion. Yeah, I get that. Because <laughs> it has no face. How do you know when you're looking at it? Or when it's looking at you? But it was a very nice creature. Very, Yeah, very, a lot of fun. Morris was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and so was uh, Ben Kingsley. Let's, let's talk about back. it. You, you brought it up. Tra- Trevor Slattery himself, the Mandarin from Iron yeah. Man 3, returns. Or All Hail the King. <laughs> returns. I think last we saw him was on like a, bo- like a bonus feature. On yeah. a, I forget what I I think it was on like Thor Dark World or something, right? I think so. Yeah. I can't remember the the order of these of, of when that when it came out where we see him and Justin Hammer in prison together, and mm-hmm. we and, and we find out that the I think in that they say the real Mandarin is yeah the Mandarin him. wants to see you yeah because <laughs> basically he's been using his name and making him angry so let's let's <laughs> so we have to talk about the dinner scene then where he basically when Wu explains how <laughs> Trevor Slattery convinced America to be afraid of piece of uh. Orange chicken. Orange chicken, yeah. <laughs> well, it, my wife asked me, she's like, was there really a character named the Mandarin? I was like, yeah. Yeah, there was. Yeah, there he was. He was the villain of Iron Man 3. And, kind of. And I, I, I couldn't... And then I I had to tell her about the other, like, Fing Fan Foom. Oh, well. Oh, you mean Fu like, Manchu. She's like, that's not real. You mean Fu Manchu, don't you? Oh, whatever. Yeah, what, what's the dragon? The dragon's Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Okay. I was like, that might, because I, I don't, do they say the name of this dragon? They do not. They just call him the Protector. I was like, that might be this character 
but they're not going to call it that ever. We and might... she was like, they should not call it that ever. No, we might have to talk about that towards the end of this podcast. I got a couple of questions that I'm saving for you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, okay, let, okay let's, let's turn the tables uh, here a little bit. Let's, all right. Travis Slatter returns. So we, we're tying up some, some other Mandarin 10 ring plot threads that go all the way back right. to the first Iron Man. So that's nice. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like how they kind of bring it all together, right. bring it all home. Giving Ben Kingsley something fun to do is great. And he's great. He's Just always, being comic relief. Yeah, he's always fantastic. I like how he's like clean and sober now. So he's <laughs> this is okay. Hold on. He's all about the art, man. Hold on. I have to. This is 100 percent spoiler. So if you don't want it, don't listen. Where he's talking about seeing Planet of the Apes and training the monkeys to ride horses. <laughs> <laughs> And he's just so serious, and they're all looking at him like he's nuts. <laughs> That's why I was like, what movies? He can't be talking about Planet of the Apes, right? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, he's talking about Planet of the Apes, all right. Oh, the way Kingsley delivers that, just so serious. So much earnestness in that delivery. Priceless. Priceless. <laughs> so, just since we're going back in time, mm-hmm. you mentioned Iron Man 1. Yes. The guy who kidnaps Tony Stark, I forget the character's name, who gets right. blown up. Right. He has a ring. He has a ring. And they use the logo of the Ten Rings. Yes. Did he work for them? No, he worked for the guy from the third movie. Okay, he did work with uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah. I forget what Guy Pierce. I name. forget okay. his name in that, too. I, I, it's been a long time since I've hate-watched Iron Man 3, so I can't remember if they tried to tie all that stuff in. Yeah. Or yeah. if they just tried to forget it some more. No, basically now we've seen the real Ten Rings organization in the operation, the way it's run by uh, Wen Wu. Yeah, and it's very sneaky. Yeah, they're more subversive. Then I thought they were going to be like, like when we open up in the movie and we're getting like the flashback to when when we kind of first, well, he's had the rings for a while. It seems like and he's like conquering all over the place. Yeah, he's fighting an army by himself. I sort of would have liked to see why he decided not to be like a more overt conqueror because he seemed pretty unstoppable with those ten rings. Maybe he did for a little bit and it got boring. Yeah, maybe. And it's like, you know, I'll let other people think they're in charge, but I'll really run shit. Yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of um, I mean, a very comic book thing, so it, I don't want to say this, but it, it made me think of the League of Shadows from Batman Begins. Okay. You know, it, yeah, yeah. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. Yeah, so I, I kind of went to that place. It's like, oh, let these people think they're in charge. Meanwhile, we're secretly, like, pruning and shaping and controlling everything, which I thought was an interesting path for the Ten Rings. I, I liked all that stuff that they did uh, quite a bit. I'm curious about... Uh, his henchmen. Let's first talk about Razor Fist, who we saw prominently in the trailers. Yes. But other than having that car that they steal, I don't. He doesn't even think to do too much, does he? No, he gets beat up a lot. He gets beat up a lot. The henchmen. What in this happens movie... to him at the end of this movie? Oh, oh, you see him. You see him in a flashback. I, I, that's what I was thinking. He's in one of the cutscenes. He's, he's in one of the the post credits. Yeah, he's in the post credit scene, the second post credit scene. Yeah, so he lives, but he you lives. just don't see him at the end of the battle. So I guess he just gets in his car and drives away. His, his car that says Razor Fist on the sides. Yeah, that reminds I don't me know so why much. Why people don't laugh? Laugh at. <laughs> it also reminds Razor me Fist. very very much reminds me. It reminds me of Taserface. That's for sure. Exactly. That's all. <laughs> I was like. Where's Rocket to just laugh in your face? But they never really call him Razor Fist. Well, he's obviously cool with the nickname. It's all over his. I car. understand, but like on the on the on the bus when they're fighting, he's like, "Hey, by the way, Razor Fist." Yeah. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's nothing like that. And and when we never is like, "Hey, bring me Razor Fist." 
They never go there. <laughs> yeah. So maybe it's just like a branding thing for him. He's just trying to get his Instagram going or something. He's trying to get it out there get at those, Razor Fist. Yeah, get those TikTok followers. <laughs> oh, my God. Should we talk about Clev on the bus? With the with the camera filming? Same guy from Spider-Man oh. Homecoming? <laughs> oh, that guy. Who's He's in some show I watched. Where he, oh, he was in. Did you ever watch the Pete Holmes crashing on HBO? No. About like his early career, he plays his uh, terrible agent. <laughs> okay. Like he's hilarious on the show. Like he's always booking him terrible gigs and stuff. But that's why. I know. But yeah, it, I, I liked that <laughs> bus bus boy. I liked that a lot too. Yeah, yeah. The whole the whole bus by sequence is awesome. By the way, yeah, it's great. It, uh, but yeah, I thought that was a fun cameo to get in there too. I was like, oh, that's the guy from Spider Man. Made Spider Man do a flip for him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Spider-Man, do a flip for me. Wait, so that guy's in San Francisco now? He left New York? Yes. He went from I one guess after the snap and everything, he's like, you know what, fuck this. I'm going to live my dream out in San Francisco. Well, you know, he's he's living that, that that social media influencer lifestyle. Might as well go to work all the techs at, head out to the Bay. Uh, all right, I'll take it. That works for me. <laughs> Before we... Um, okay, we're talking about Razor Fist, but I got to ask you, because I feel like this is a character... We talked our brains out about. We did. We had such high hopes. And I was waiting to get to this because it is disappointing. The yeah. one disappointing thing about this movie. Death Dealer. Yes. <laughs> we saw all of Death Dealer in the trailer, basically. Yeah. Death Dealer could have been such a fucking cool character. I I, I agree. He does nothing, basically. No. Doesn't do much. The, the fight scenes with him are fantastic. Sure. You know, the the one where they're uh, – we'll talk about the uh, the, the – uh, fight club in Macau soon, uh, but you know, right after that, when, when they're coming for those jade necklaces that uh, Shang Chi and his daughter, uh, his, his sister, have, we yeah. haven't even talked about his sister yet. But yeah, 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 uh, yeah. I don't know, Death Dealer, d- disappointing, very disappointing. And I mean, I spent a good chunk of the, t- of, the sh- of the podcast, and I think we talked about it when we did Black Widow. But I was like, I oh, mean, I hope we're not gonna do that thing where we have to like, where we spend half the movie wondering who's who's Taskmaster, who's Death Dealer, and I know, I know we played the guessing game on the podcast because it was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. But you kind of kept you're like watching and waiting to see something happen with the character at least. I I, I think we said because you had said that that character dies really early in the comics and doesn't really do a lot. No, I don't think that character's been around in a little while. They they probably brought him yeah. back recently because of being in the film. Yeah, so. Uh, it it was just a shame because it he just gets his soul sucked out. And yeah. Like, oh, oh, really? Oh, okay. All right. Bye, Death Dealer. <laughs> I guess what, that's it. That's what I thought too. I was like, wait, <laughs> there's no, not gonna be any, any like cool moment for Death Dealer to like have yeah, fun with everybody. Can't we see him do something awesome during this fight first and then be overwhelmed? <laughs> Does he have to be the first guy soul sucked? It's like the episode of The Simpsons where the Yakuza are fighting the Italian yeah. mob on the lawn and Homer's watching the guy in the white suit who's, not, who's just standing there. Like he's gonna do Apologies, something cool, please. Yeah. <laughs> and then Homer leaves the window, and that's when you hear all the butt kicking. And they yeah, kept waiting for awesome. that moment. You didn't even get that. No, I guess they just ran out of time, just, or maybe a bunch of his stuff on the cutting room floor. Maybe, and I, I sort of wanted to do the same thing about, about Razor Fist because I feel like Razor Fist's role was a lot smaller than I thought it might be. But again, you know, a big opening sequence with the, with the bus thing. So I mean, it definitely gets your moment to shine. Yeah, yeah. See, Death Dealer should have been on the bus. You can't just sit in the bus like that in that costume and blend in, though. 
Well, I mean, Razor Fist is in a big cloak in the back or whatever. He's <laughs> in a North Face jacket. Well, the funny part is, for anybody who remembers that from the trailer, like, we all saw him. <laughs> like, I don't know if that was supposed to be a surprise or not. <laughs> yeah. like, as like, soon as I got on the bus, I was like, oh, here comes the bus fight. <laughs> yeah, here's the bus fight. I said the exact same thing. <laughs> I was like, yes, this is going to be great. Oh, I was like, oh, we're here already. Let's go. All right. <laughs> let's, not, let's, let's not waste any time. Let's get right to it. So Sean, but just have him in a coat there, yeah. and then it'll be like, oh, Dad, you know, he already knows it's the Ten Rings, right? It's not just random thugs trying to fight him. So, so uh, Sean, aka Shang Chi, uh, mm-hmm. has a mysterious postcard that he thinks from his sister, so he wants to go and protect her. Razor Fist cleverly drops in some some wordplay that you know to kind of bait the trap a little bit further, but it's all Wen Wu trying to get his children back together. They've had 10 years to roam around the world, do their thing, but now it's time to come back to the Empire. Uh, other than his sister's, uh, Zhao, is it Zhao Jin? Is that his sister? Yes. I want to say yes. I'm going to say yes. So other than the fact that she has the other like jade dragon's eye necklace, um, I don't really know what he wants with her, though, because he has completely ignored her and cut her out of his you know, operations in an empire. So I don't know why he yeah, he needs it so he can get the map. I, no, no, he needs the jade thing, but what does he need her for? You know, she's still family. I yeah, that's that's kind of what I came. That's that's the answer I settled on as as well. I mean, obviously he wants uh, Shen Chi to be his heir apparent, but I guess yeah. she's just going to be. But a, you know, in his mind, he's going to get his wife back. If he like murders the daughter, or doesn't have her there, it's going to cause problems. You're right. He's trying to reunite the family. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Problem solved. Thank you. Yeah, you're well. <laughs> but <laughs> that's talk, what I'm here for. Let's talk about the Macau Fight Club, man. This is what we saw from the trailers, you know, Abomination and Wang going at it. Wong, excuse me. Yeah. Just going crazy. Fight. Don't worry, I just watched Big Trouble in China after I watched this, so yeah, it's okay. But you also had the smaller chambers where you saw, like, like an extremist agent versus a Black Widow. Like, there's all kinds of fun stuff going on yeah. in those fight rooms. As I didn't even recognize the Black Widow until, like, I was reading something. I was like, oh, that was... Because, you know, when they're walking through all the, the minor league fights, which look very intense. <laughs> they did look very intense. And I thought that would be a good place for some cameos, so I was trying to pay attention to what they would show us. There weren't quite yeah. as many as I wanted there to be. Like, I wanted to see, like, some other, like, random character who is, like, super D-list that we would never, is never going to get into a movie. Yeah. Like, why not put I, them in something? I thought it was going to be, like, the, the collector's room where there's this random crap in the right, background. Right. Yeah, I, as they're walking through that chamber, I, I, that, that, I, I just kept looking at the background. I wanted to see, like, ooh, who's in there? Who's in there? Yeah. Yeah, not enough of but, that, but that's okay. But they got Wong and the Abomination. Wong and the Abomination. And apparently, like, they're, like, in on it together. Like they, Yeah, they, it's like, WWE, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did, you know, I didn't see the. I don't think they brought Tim Roth back for this at all because he doesn't really talk. So they just probably yeah. use the same whatever CGI model they, they had constructed initially. But it was so cool to see the Abomination back. Yeah, but now he can come back more. He can come back more. He can have Tim Roth. Maybe he can power down and be with Hulk, and they can go hang out in Asgard again. Yeah, and so this is this is a pivotal a pivotal sequence because uh, Shang-Chi thinks he's coming to rescue his sister, but she ends up being the one who's running this place. This is like her empire that she's built up out of nothing and they have a fight that's a pretty good fight another another really well executed fight great choreography she's very strong yeah she whoops his his ass hands him the booty 
His booty. Hands him his own booty. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get the, the the big sequence when we realize it's a trap. When we was is lured everyone together, and now they're there to take the jade necklaces and bring them all back to the compound in uh, Hunan. Yeah, you, th- you think at this point, like the dad would just show up and be like, "Hey, your mom's alive. I can prove it." And maybe they'd want to listen to him for two seconds, but no, he sends four hundred ninja guys after them, and. <laughs> You know, Death Dealer and Razor Fist. Well, you know, he uh, he's a man who have uh, strong actions. Yeah. <laughs> he, he wanted to see if they kept up with their skills. I get it. Yeah, it's. I, I guess I, I guess the one thing I'm curious about with the with the with Wenwu's plot here is, I mean, again, he's hearing these voices. He thinks it's his wife. It just seems crazy to me that he would believe it. Do you think like the Ten Rings are affecting him, or do you think he's been losing it his mind slowly after everything? I mean, he's seen some weird shit. Sure, sure. And he knows she's from a magical land. That's true, too. So why not, right? Yeah, why not? Half the world did just get snapped away and then brought back magically. Yeah. And I don't mean that as a, as a criticism. I just was kind of curious your thoughts on it. Because, I, like I said, I really uh, was, was, I don't know, I don't I don't want to say charmed by the movie. But I, I, I was along for the ride. I was, I was willing to go with it wherever it wanted oh, yeah. to take me. Because I was having a Absolutely. blast. I had a really fun time with this. Very early on, and when you hook when you hook me early, I'm there. I'm not a hard sell yeah, after that, but I need I need that hook. Second one, like <laughs> uh, where do as we... soon as they start driving that car around, I was like, "Yep, I'm hooked." So Let's I, go. I sort of wondered if they were going to use the the big escape from the compound sequence. Uh, Shang Chi, Lee, Katie, Trevor. And 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 yeah. Morris, <laughs> yeah, Morris. Don't forget Morris. Are they all he's making? The, yeah, well, he's their guide. I mean, he's the one who's yeah. leading through the 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 um the mystical labyrinth forest that, that they have to go to to get to Talao, the the mystical town that where uh, their mother's from, uh, so they can warn them that that Wenwu's coming and he's bringing an army and he's going to burn the place down because he thinks their mother's alive and all this stuff and that she's being held prisoner there. Um, <laughs> I don't know where to go from there. It's just. I don't. It's just fun. It's a, it's a really it's, fun sequence. Driving through the forest, you got you got uh, um, Aquafina driving her car. It made me think of Nora from Queens with her little red car. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and we know she's a driver because like we saw the driving ride. she does. Yeah. And she did the bus earlier. She's a good driver. Yeah. yeah. Qualified. Well, she does drop Jeff Gordon's name, and I was like, "Wow, that's a deep cut." Because Jeff said, Gordon hasn't raced in like twenty years. I, it was funny though, because that was Sean's reaction. He's like, "I don't know who that is." <laughs> it's a deep, deep NASCAR cut. <laughs> Reagan, I have a very important question for you about this movie. And uh, listen, I just want to get out of the way now before we get toward the end of the end of our review here. Uh, did you find this movie to be highly anti-American? No, <laughs> I, I've read reviews where they're like, they talk, they speak Chinese too much in this movie, and I was like, what? What? You know they're Chinese, right? <laughs> I've seen many of those reviews as well, and as I was watching the movie, I, I sat there and I was like, "I was like, oh, this is why they're mad, <laughs> because they uh-huh. have to read subtitles." Grow yeah. up, grow up. This movie's awesome. Yeah, grow up. Like it, it's not even that. Like you don't notice the subtitles that much. Like I don't like reading as much as the next person. That's why I, all audiobooks all the time. <laughs> Well, but, and then then there's the the, uh, the conspiratorial uh, website reviews that are are saying that this movie is designed to uh, um, bend the knee to the Chinese market, 
and and Ugh. you know, <laughs> it's, just... it's just a Marvel movie, people. <laughs> Not we don't have to put white people in everything. I wish we wouldn't. Come on. Yeah, diversity is good. Tells great stories that way. No, I agree. I, I, I'm with you, man. I don't understand where people's coming from. Obviously, you and I are not going to do a, a podcast analyzing the cultural issues in this country. They just exist, no. and I wish they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Can't we all just watch a movie and have fun together? Yeah, can't does, we just watch an awesome movie and have a great time? Yeah, it doesn't matter if it's, if it's a badass uh, Asian-American dude or, or, you know, you got the king of Wakanda. Like, who cares? Are you having fun? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, if they want to watch a white guy, they can go watch Iron Fist on Netflix and be underwhelmed. <laughs> there was definitely a part of me that thought, as I was watching this movie, especially with the with the during the fight sequence, where I was like, we're never seeing Iron Fist ever again. Like they solved that problem with Shang Chi. Well, can't, I mean, because that is also a magical fortress, hidden land. There's a lot of uh, crossovers in in some of the mythology yeah. there it's like you think they'd be friendly or were they part of the the great society before this demon thing showed up no darkness no there's a whole different um the mystical round of kunlun has a whole different backstory to it I though, like, though they actually, also you know, have a dragon I, in I, that. I, I take it back it, th- there might be more similarities than i'm giving it credit for the more i think about it i'm just like you know what kunlun and tao lao maybe not as different as i was sort of thinking but like, yeah. what if for the the second one, the politics they go are to Kunlun. The politics in Kunlun are very very different, but yeah, yeah, you know, mystical dragons and and you know, ten rings and iron fist. All right, okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I I see where they're going. I I see it more now that that I'm sort of talking it out with you. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. But, but but again, it goes back to my earlier statement. Why why do Iron Fist now? Well, you don't have to make it Danny Rand. It could be uh, Colleen Wynn. Right, Colleen Wing, Wing, you know, have her be the the Iron Fist. There's there's works around there. There's definitely a workaround yeah. for it. Like you, you know, you, there's some cool stuff you can do for a sequel, and that's what bummed my wife out. She's like, "When's he going to be in another movie?" I was like, "Avengers 5? It's like he's in San Francisco. There's not a lot of people in San Francisco. Do they sneak people in? I was in, like, he could be in Ant Man three. They, as I say, they, they sneak people into cameos all the time. I wouldn't be too. Well, yeah. concerned about I, it like he could be parking scott lang's car in the next ant-man movie so so when when Wu, uh his whole plot is to go to tao Lao because that's where they, they think he's holding his wife she's alive but it's an evil entity called the the dweller of darkness dweller in darkness yep. and he's the one who's actually calling when because the ten rings are powerful enough to free him from his imprisonment there and uh if he gets out if, if the dweller of darkness gets out who, by the way, is a real comic book character, but has okay. been changed visually for the film. Um, but if he gets out, it's bad news for the for Talau and in the worlds of that realm, and will eventually find its way to Earth. Uh, fan, yay or nay? Big on on the big because this is when the movie becomes like a big CGI slog fest. Yeah, I didn't slug like fest, the the like bat soul sucking things. I wasn't crazy about because I was like, ah, oh, it's not visually pleasing fight wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, this but is this, it, is, when you, fine, this, is, this is when you realize that the, that the Ten Rings and the Tao Lao people have to team up now because they now have a mutual enemy who's going to kill them all. Yeah, yeah, because Death Dealer dies and Razor Fist is like, all right, you know what? Let's let's team up. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, after after Death Dealer drops dead, <laughs> yeah, you get to team up there. And again, this is the confrontation. 
I feel like we're underselling uh, Lee's character, the sister, um, because she does some really cool stuff in here. She, you know, her finding her she's role. Badass. She's great. You know, but um, I, I think what, what I what I realized the most about her character, and I, I didn't it didn't really click with me until we got to the second um, post credit scene, the one at the very very mm-hmm. end, was we never really got to establish if this character is a good character or not. Mm-hmm. You know, we we focus on the family stuff, the relationship between her and her brother, her and her father, her and her mother, and and sort of like the the upbringing that she had, where she was pushed to the side because she was a female, but she still she watched the boys, she studied them, and learned how to do everything better than all of them. And yeah. I I love that character motivation. I love that that interest that, that to me that's very very interesting, and the way she's always wanted to have that empire, so she built her own like with the fight clubs. Yeah. Great it's, character. I love that pan out of it's just. A bunch of badass women training to fight with okay. the men. We're not even there yet. We're not even there yet. Uh, uh, all right, all right. Well, it, it's, uh, it was a great, great thing. Uh, well, listen. So she's she's doing the the rope moves, right? She, I, I don't know yeah, what that, yeah. that instrument is called. I, I, the I rope. Know, I apologize. The, the, it looks fucking awesome. The dragon scale dagger and everything like that. Yeah. I looked. I, there, there there were many many scenes in this movie which I watched and it was like, oh, I would I would hurt myself very badly. That anything. I would Anything die using. If I tried to use that, I would be dead. <laughs> yeah, I would do what Trevor did and just lay on the ground and be like, I'm okay, mate. Just play dead. Did you see they did like a shot um, like like from Kill Bill when they when she drops it down the first time and kicks it out? It's just like that shot from Kill uh, Bill. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It's it's so good. <laughs> and I like I, I love like the dragon armor, the real shiny, pretty armor. Yeah, that yeah. They both the get. dragon scales. Yeah, it looks awesome. Mm-hmm. Aquafina learns to shoot a bow and arrow in like a day and a half. She's pretty good. Oh, she when she sets her mind to something, Reagan, as we learned. Yeah, yeah, she can. Of course, they had to put that line in there because people would be like, eh, "I don't think she can shoot like Katniss." <laughs> you never know. You never know. Hmm. I, again, so we get to the, we get to the end point of the movie when Wu yeah. realizes he's made a horrible mistake after he's freed the dweller of, of darkness or dark dweller in the darkness yeah, yeah. Not... and the, again after this is after a great fight scene between him, yeah I was about to say that fight they have is awesome I, I, I can't even try to, to begin to describe how great the fight scenes are and the way that once Shang-Chi has has sort of adapted his mother's fighting style to his own and how it sort of mirrors the first Confrontation between he uh, between Wen Wu and who the uh, Lee who will be his wife. Oh, yeah, it's awesome. So good, it's so good. There's a lot to really rewatch in this movie that I I think of will even leave more of an impression on me as 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 I get to watch it more and more at home because uh, yeah. it it's really there's again there's just really beautiful stuff in it. I really want them to release on Disney Plus in like a couple weeks so I can watch it like three or four times I th- so I can really. I think the rumor is like it's, it's going to be at least a 45 day theatrical window mm, okay good get, get him his money at this point sure well i mean God, i can wait to give them 30 dollars yeah, later they did 90 million over four days so i think they're pretty stoked that they waited or you know or didn't didn't do the simultaneous release i would have watched this movie like four times by now <laughs> yeah well i bet scarlet was pretty pissed when she saw that too <laughs> yeah I, I mean i like black widow this is a better movie Oh, I, I, I definitely agree with you on that, too. Like, as much as I enjoyed Black Widow, like this movie blows out of the water, I think. Like, a- after I finished watching I was like, which is, has more replay value for me? Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, yeah. this is going to be one of my main rotation movies. Well, and this movie also really feels like in, in our, uh, the first post-credit sequence, and, you know, let's just, I mean, wrap it up nicely. Everyone saves the day. Everyone has a wonderful moment at the climax of the movie. That, that funeral scene is beautiful. Gorgeous stuff. We didn't even talk about the Michelle The dragon Yeo. shows up. We didn't talk about Michelle Yeoh in this movie, she, who's incredible. Uh, Channeling her, her crouching tiger, Michelle Yeoh. Yep. It's beautiful. You, again, we've got the dragon, who I don't think is Fin Fang Foom, but we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but yeah, we get to our, our first pro credit sequence where I'm, I, I, I'm like, you know what? This is it. This, this is really where it feels like phase four begins. Yeah, it starts right. Yeah, like this, this feels like a whole new. Cl- it feels like a clean slate in a lot of a lot of ways, which I really am kind of looking forward to. Because right. it's rumored to be Kang, the the villain of Phase Four. You know, or is I'm, it going? I'm wondering if we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves now after after that first <clears throat> our first uh, post credit stinger scene here. And like let's so let's, you... let's 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 okay, let's, let's lay out for our audience. Yeah. So at the very end of the movie. Uh, Wong comes through a portal after uh, after Sean and and Katie are trying to impress their friends with their story, who don't believe them at all, <laughs> because it's crazy. Uh, but Wong comes to get him. They go through a portal and credits, right? But the 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 graphics heavy credits, so you know the stinger's coming. Mm-hmm. We yeah. get our stinger. It's Wong analyzing the ten rings, seeing what the deal is, because uh, when Shang Chi used them, they 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 felt it reverberate like basically through the world right is that what he's trying to say they felt yeah. it in um yeah i forgot the name of uh oh, the sorcerer, archive or sorcerer town yeah <laughs> they they knew the, the alarm went off they knew yeah. what was up yeah the alarm went off and so so they're analyzing the rings and we see via via that cool avengers holograms uh that bruce banner is there and captain marvel human. is there gonna ask you about that why is bruce banner a human can he go back and forth? That's what I wanted to know. Like, like maybe Hulk's like, I'm, I'm tired of being out right now. Just go back to being a person. I'll see you in like a month. Okay? Yeah, that's what I wanted to know too. I also know that it, it's also, there's also some, um, I looked it up later, but it sounds like there's a clue that this movie takes place in 2024, which might be an indicator that something happens to the Hulk in earlier. Bruce Banner has an R. Oh, what, when did the Avengers or uh, Endgame happen? What year was that? Well, let's see if if because it was five years five later. Years later. From... Yeah, so if, if from what like twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen? Yeah, 20... I think seventeen. Okay, okay, okay. So this could be twenty because like his arm's still in a brace. Uh, apparently, that's the the rumor is that that's supposed to be permanent damage. That when he did the snap, it's permanent. Like his his arm will be uh, permanently messed up. Even when he turns into the Hulk. Well, I mean that's what happened to Thanos, right? Like you know. Thanos' arm was jacked uh, up after he he used all that power. That's true. That's true. Yeah, okay. So, so, all the, right. so the word is that's the case. But we also have the She-Hulk show You can't show get a coming. robot arm? Well, the She-Hulk show's coming. We know he's going to be in it. Maybe that will explain why he goes from Smart Hulk back to Bruce. And maybe they'll talk a little bit more about like why his arm's a problem. Yeah. Well, then you also have Captain Marvel. And Captain Marvel, who has more hair again. So many yeah. hairstyles, like Rocket said. Yeah. <laughs> like maybe because she has that you know uh the the power stone or the tesseract power in her she can grow her hair really f- long if she wants to or really <laughs> short she maybe, just thinks about it and it grows maybe that maybe that's what it was you might be right about that but what uh what what i was interested in is obviously they they do that they they kind of use that stark like technology to to blow up the um 
and the inner workings of the rings. And we find mm-hmm. out that there is a, some kind of beacon has been activated since Shang-Chi used yeah. the rings. Who could it possibly be calling, Reagan? Iron Fist. <laughs> like, <laughs> like on his pager? <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, I gotta get on a jet. <laughs> Danny Rand, shell it up. I mean, they, they sort of mentioned it um, at the beginning of the movie that, you know, stories about the Ten Rings are, you know, like the, that uh, when we found it in a in like a, a, a meteorite crater or something like that. And that yeah. that goes back to like some of the comic book origins that that the 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 rings are otherworldly. But would would you be interested to know that in the comics, the originators of the of the ten rings, which and again in the comics is just ten finger rings. They finger all have rings. they all have power, yeah. but you wear them on your fingers. Um, are actually from Fin Fang Foom's people. What are Fin Fang Foom dragon people? Dragon people. So. They're gonna fight an army, or uh, an army of dragons are coming. Is what you're saying? Possibly, if that's the, awesome. if that's the way they decide to go. I don't know for sure that that's what they're doing, but that is um, that's the comic book lore, you know. So they, obviously they changed quite a bit in this movie. But... I thought you were gonna say it was like a Kree weapon or something, because then the Kree make the Eternal, not the Eternals. Oh, what was that? Season three arc <laughs> oh, on S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, with the, the, the fish oil. And the Inhumans, thank you. Yeah. I mean, Did the Kree make them and send weapons to them? I mean, possibly. I don't think we're going that route, though, my friend. I don't think we're going I don't there. think so. I, don't, I mean, they've done a lot of Kree stuff, and they're going to do more Kree stuff in Captain Marvel, too, I'm sure. Yeah, I think we're definitely going to get more of all that stuff. But, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, comic book, comic book lore-wise... It, I, I I can't remember the name of the space dragon the, the space dragon people basically, but yeah, there. I mean, it's in the comic books. It's there. So, but so I they have, like I don't think that's the case. Who do you think sent him? Listen, Fin Galactus. Fang, as much as I want to see Fin Fang Foom, you know I think it's Galactus. <laughs> <laughs> you know I think it's Galactus. Like what Mephisto better way? Mephisto said it, didn't he? I mean, like listen, you're, they've already they're gearing up. Mephisto's the other theory. Don't even get me started. I had some thoughts on that too. <laughs> but I mean, obviously, we're gearing up towards Fantastic Four. What if part of this phase, there's like a dual phase thing going on here? Obviously, we're building towards Kang, but what if we're also building up to the FF and ultimately Galactus as being even a more big, thre- big time threat? Like the Marvel Universe is expanding so quickly. There's there are so many movies coming. Like, why have all the eggs in one basket? Let's spread the love around a little bit. It's, I'd love it. I'd love get the Fantastic Four in, and get 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 Galactus in here. Come on. Yeah, and by the way, you don't, don't have to be the big bad for the next. And don't get me wrong, Mephisto's fucking coming. It's it's inevitable, like Thanos. <laughs> it's inevitable. <laughs> like Thanos. But yeah, so I I was really intrigued by that. I obviously that'll be the speculation for ever. <laughs> that yeah, it's. I mean, in 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 obviously it could be even an even easier question an easier answer depending on what happens in eternals you know it could be celestials it could be yeah it's like deviants, celestials watchers know. yeah it, it, it there, there's a lot of answers there's a lot of uh, alien species in the marvel universe we have not even talked about yet you know i'm sure i'm sure you want the shiar to show up because that would connect to your x-men returning theory i was gonna i was just trying to remember their names i was like what were they, like this this the space pirate like bird people or whatever <laughs> the shiar empire yeah 
Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued by, by where this could go, what it could mean. I'm excited. But I think I'm honestly more excited for the second stinger, where we find out that Jiang is, is basically taking over the Ten Rings. And she's uh, implemented gender equality. Yeah. And it's pretty badass. My wife turned to me and was like, oh, no, is she a bad guy? I was like, oh, no, maybe. Don't look too good for her. She might run a very nice Ten Rings organization. Again, that's a very good possibility. But like, like, like I talked to you about, like, we never really established what side she kind of falls on. Like, like, you know, is she neutral good, neutral evil? Like, what are we talking here? And she leaves her brother to die at one point <laughs> in this movie. It does come back for him. I mean, yeah, but she also talked about how she wanted to be part of that empire that, that Wen Wu was building yeah. and never got that chance because she was a female. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm very intrigued. And then, of course, the last thing we see is that the, the Ten Rings will return. We know Shen-Chi's coming back, um, but the Ten Rings might be a bigger thorn across the, the, the next phase of the Marvel Universe. How much fun would that be? It'd be great. Can we get a Ten Rings television show? Probably. <laughs> I would love, I'd love to watch it, like a you know six to ten part Ten Rings fighting movie, a like kung fu movie. It would be awesome, or television show. Yeah, it would be phenomenal. What else? Uh, what else would you like to address from this movie? Because I think we covered all the big things, right? We did. We covered the dragon. We covered the the soul sucking monsters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Funeral. There was something I can't remember now. It'll come to me like forty right. minutes after we're done recording. Right. Exactly. I mean, I guess the 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 action speaks for itself in the movie. I think it's really strong, really fun. Um, yes, it gets a little grandiose CGI at the in the third act, but that's kind of on brand but it's it's dragon's fighting yeah, what else I, are you gonna do yeah i mean there yeah there's a big ass dragon and then like demons are yeah fly, flying around like of course there's gonna be there's always cgi at the end of the fights that's fine but but shang chi I mean, uses the uses the rings fantastically for the climax of the movie great stuff yeah. when Wu's uh-huh. passing is is sad as he is you know making eye contact with this you know staring at his son and seeing all those moments yeah it, yeah, and realizing his mistake. Yeah, and then passing the rings to him, I was like, "That's yeah. beautiful." There's some really sad, beautiful, stuff, man. really like touching little moments. Because again, this movie kind of boils down to like just a a, a broken family, like a dad trying to bring it back together again. Now, again, it's traped in all the superhero stuff in the world, <laughs> but that's kind of the core of the movie. It's just like this broken family trying to get fixed. Yeah. Oh, we didn't talk about like the you, you actually get to see like the mother kind of fight. And die, but not really. You just see like a bunch of guys line up. Yeah, because they th- and then it flashes forward in time, and I was like, oh, I want to see that fight. That was sort of a little. Under- she killed like forty-five dudes. It was a little understated though. How when they got together, he put the rings aside. Like it, it took it took a minute for those those dots to kind of come out a little bit more forcefully. It's like, oh, oh, he put all that aside to marry her and stuff like that. I, you know, I didn't think I realized that initially until he talked about that more openly. Yeah. Because, yeah, you're like, oh, he was trying to change, but obviously he made enemies. And that's why he wasn't allowed in Tel in the first place, because like the, his sins would come back to get him. Yeah, and they'd, they'd come and try and find him because, you know, he had been ruling shit for, like, 3,000 years. Yeah, at least. I mean, well, I think they said 1,000 years, but yeah, whatever, a long time. Yeah. Long time. Yeah, he'd been on top of shit a long time. Yeah, he'd been running things, clanging and banging with those rings. I love the ring stuff. It was so cool. I think the rings were a really great look. They had a really good, fun visual aspect to them. Now I want to get five rings on each, each forearm. I think that's a good look for me. <laughs> yeah, you should get it. 
I think I, I think I pull that off. I mean, that's got to be like the, the the prop costume jewelry of the of the, of the, of the I year, mean, right? it's it's definitely a prop. <laughs> I want to get to just have in the shelf and be like, you know, I'm in love now, so I got them on my podcast. <laughs> like, I don't need to use them, but if something goes down, it's going down. I'll throw them back on. You know. Yeah, buddy. I'll just have them right under my my light disc. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I again, this is a movie I strongly urge people to go see. I think it's a, I think it's a, it's a it's really great. fun one. I, I, I you know, I, we're what like what twenty five six movies into Marvel now, and it's been a long time since they've had a real big miss. And uh, you know, I wondered if this might be it, but it, it is not. No, this one is a grand slam. Yeah, it's it's a great time. Uh, I'm sorry, not sorry that there aren't enough white people in it for some people. But uh, get over that shit. Go watch a good time. It's awesome. It's got razor fist. It's got a white guy in it. Don't worry. He doesn't count because he's like uh, Eastern European or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I read on the internet, at least. I know all, all those uh, all those hate monger websites you sent me links to. Man, I don't know sicko. why you're going to these right wing websites. So I, don't, much. I, I wish, mean, I wish I you... did read a lot of the hateful <laughs> reviews on IMDb, and I was just like, "What are people doing?" Now, apparently, people have way too much free time to to do all these review bombs. Yeah. 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 The internet's the worst. It should be torn down. It, yeah. <laughs> like one of the smartest things Yahoo ever did was got rid of their comment section. Mm-hmm. It's now a delight to read there because <laughs> I don't have to go to the comments because it's human nature to read comments to other people. Now you don't and want just, to though. You don't want to know what your yeah. your fellow person is thinking in the world. I truly don't. No, I agree with you. This is a fun movie. I can't recommend it highly enough. I was delighted from start to finish. It's a long flick, but it moves quickly. I think it's well-paced, beautifully shot, beautifully directed. Uh, the action scenes are phenomenal. Like, this is, I haven't seen uh, Snake Eyes yet, but I'm assuming this is what people are bitching about because they were not, these fight scenes in that movie were not nearly as good as they are in this movie. Oh, we're, I was going to rent that this weekend and watch it. Yeah, I, I've heard that people because are... Because it has are, my man from Warrior in it as Storm Shadow. Yeah, I've heard that people are unhappy with like the quick cuts and like the you know, the close-ups oh, on people. They, they do that. They yeah, do that. The they, Master they of the to, Universe fighting. They go to all that stuff. Uh, yeah, so... so why, they got people who can fight. I don't understand either, man. Director's choice, I guess. But in, in this movie, they, they show you the people doing the things, and it's great. And it's fast, and I don't know if they speed up anything, but some of the fights in this are so fucking fast. I was just was like, whoa. Yeah, I, I would have been dead. Four <laughs> I, I just seconds think they're ago. good. Like I just think I they're think talented they're good too. I think they brought in some really seriously trained martial arts people for this movie, and they executed flawlessly. And again, and again, you have this wonderful. I, I, I love the contrasting styles. You know, you have Wen Wu style, which is like very aggressive, his fists of fury. You know, and then you have uh, the mother Lee style. Which is again very crouching tiger, hidden dragon. Yeah, very defensive and beautiful. You know, open hands, no closed fists. Yeah. It's, it's it again the the metaphors, they they're there. You see it for yourself. And once again, that for that love flair, like flirt fighting, flirt fighting. was awesome. It's really good. It's really good. Oh, it's really good. Like thinking back on it, just makes me smile. Yeah, good. This movie's fantastic. If you've sat here and listened to this review and you haven't seen the movie yet, and we just ruined it for you. Now you have no excuse. You got to go because we loved it. You'll yeah, be impressed. Yeah. Still go see it. You'll still love it. I promise. Yeah. 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 And if, if, if I'm assuming everyone else who's listened has seen it, uh, what did we miss? What did we forget? What did, what did we not emphasize enough? Uh, again, everything in this, I, I just really like it. I mean, the relationships, the dynamics, 
Everyone gets their moment. Michelle Yeoh shows up, which, you know, I'm happy about. Always happy to see her. She's the best. She is. <laughs> make your make your Star Trek show already so I can watch that. And, and, and invite us to a dinner party. We want to go. Please. I'll, I'll even meet you in Malaysia. I'll bring a nice bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Reagan. Thanks for hanging out, man. Uh, yeah. What's going on on your show? Please plug the Koji podcast. All right. Well, if you like fighting movies, we just happened to release The Raid this week, which is an Indonesian martial arts movie that is fucking fantastic. Nice. And that's at Pod on Instagram and Twitter, CoachGPod.com for all your podcasting needs. He's getting better at it, folks. That's the good news. Yeah. <laughs> I know. You know, I just need to bring my brother in here to do it. <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm honestly surprised you just haven't like pre-recorded a, a, a bit and sent it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I might do that. Just drop that in. Yeah, it's more fun if I flub it. I enjoy it more. <laughs> all right, buddy. We'll talk to you later. All right. I'll be you have the wrong guy. Does he look like he can fight? Come on, bro. You okay? y'all it's your boy clev coming at you live on the bus i actually did take a little bit of martial arts as a youth so i'm gonna try and grade this fight as we're going so there you have it that's the conversation thank you so much to reagan from the come on it's so good podcast for coming on and hanging out today it was a last late last minute request for me to to do this episode one more big episode uh that i could do on the spot uh before i head out of town on vacation and yes, that's right. We'll be out of town for a couple weeks, but don't worry. Plenty of new content coming your way while I'm gone. Pre-recorded a bajillion episodes of the show. So you all will be massively entertained by what is coming. And I cannot wait for you all to hear because there's some, I think there's some really fun shows coming up. Maybe you'll agree, maybe you'll disagree. But regardless, they, they are there for your consumption, for your entertainment. Are you not entertained and what more could i ask than to entertain the fine people who take the time to listen to this podcast and i thank you so much for listening to this podcast my name is tom this is a tomcast podcast please make sure you give us a follow on social media at tomcast podcast twitter and instagram email the show tomcast podcast at gmail.com please like subscribe share the show friends family loved ones enemies and uh the guys the people who walk your dogs Share it with them, too. We'd really, really appreciate it. And if you have the time, the best and easiest way to support the show is a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Help us defeat that al- evil, evil algorithm. It's like the Dweller in the Darkness. You ought to defeat it with a dragon and ten glorious rings exploding from its body. Thank you so much to our Patreons. They keep the lights on. They keep the show getting better and better. Head on over to patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. Join the nation. Gain access to bonus content. The sweet, sweet, sweet bonus content. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail, Jeff co-hosting the Rainier. Be sure to check them out. Thanks to Evil Circle, the evilest of all circles, the Squidmaster General, Mr. Brian Broussard, the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wagamer, our very own Joker and Harley Quinn, Brian and Krista of Pariah Brewing Company right here in San Diego, California, coming soon to Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, the Beer Hop Brigadier General, Beer Hop Brigadier General, Jesus Beer Hops. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. I'll be back as soon as humanly possible. But in the meantime, like I said, lots of new shows still coming your way. 
please enjoy them. Uh, please keep engaging on social media. I'll be checking in as often as I can. And everyone stay, stay safe, stay good, take care of each other, love each other, be excellent to each other. Ciao, babes. Great story. Compelling and rich. So the Tribe drops its third straight on this trip, 6-1 to one to the Rangers. For the Indians, one run on, let's say, one hit. That's all we got, one goddamn hit. You can't say goddamn on the air. Don't worry, nobody's listening anyway. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah!